This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon here in a somewhat cloudy Johannesburg. Welcome, welcome to all of our wonderful radio family. Thank you so much for joining us on this Erev Shabbos Kodesh here in our beautiful city. Yes, we're getting very, it's already, can't believe it, it's actually already uh, November. We're getting close to the end of the of the secular year, the end of the uh, school year, and I'm sure some people already are thinking about their upcoming uh, holidays and breaks, wherever it is that you might that you might be going. But uh, there's still lots to do. There's still lots of time to to come. And obviously, we have a a beautiful Shabbos coming, Shabbos Pashas Chaye Sara, which is in uh, many uh, circles an opportunity to talk a little bit since one of the main subjects of this week's parsha is about uh, Eliezer going to find a wife for for uh, his master's son Yitzchak. So many take this as an opportunity to uh, speak a little bit about the concept of marriage. is not something we do very often, on, certainly on this on this show. But uh, maybe we'll kind of jump on the bandwagon. The other option, of course, today is to talk about the events that took the terrible, tragic events that took place last uh, Shabbat in uh, in Pittsburgh, or what took place during the week in Nebuch and uh, by the uh, near the Dead Sea, where a family of uh, eight was was wiped out on, on on the road. But many have many have dealt with that, and we've gotten a lot of encouragement. And as I'm sure you're all aware, the chief rabbi has asked us all to make an appearance to come to shul this week to to show our, our dedication, to show our unity, to show our oneness, to show our togetherness as a as a community, how we all are brethren, we all are we are all a unified, doesn't make difference how we live our lives, what what uh, we practice or what we don't, but we all you know we're am echad, we're all part of the of the of the Rebbein you know echad is Hashem's trademark, which is thirteen, which stands for Yaakov and all of his twelve sons, and that's that's the totality of the Jewish nation. We're all there, we're all there together, and and we love and and care for for every for everyone. So, just a couple of words about about uh, this concept of of marriage. You know, the Gemara the Gemara says very famous Gemara at the beginning of Masechet Sota that forty days before a child is even conceived a heavenly voice comes out from heaven and says it is preordained that the daughter of this person is going to marry the the son the son of of, of per- this person and uh and the Gemara is actually telling us that this concept of finding your your soulmate your your life companion it's it's not dependent on any other external source in the world it has nothing to do with how distinguished or important a family you are, or not how many notes you have, you know, on the, on what what's in your in your bank account, nor on on whether the you know, the bride or groom is the most uh, super intelligent person in in the to, in the to, in the in the whole world, or has nothing to do with the amazing efforts and and the, and the salesmanship ability of the of the middlemen of the. Uh, of the of the shatchan, uh, etc. Everything is dependent completely on the will and the statement made by my by the by the Rebbeinu 
because he's the one, as I said, Moshev Yechid and Beisa, he's the one that, that causes people to find their home, to find their ultimate uh, uh, happiness. And uh, as it says, it's it's even fixed before the child is even is even uh, conceived. Who's going to who's going to be marrying whom, and and well, you know, what's what's going to happen? And obviously, a lot has been a lot has been written, a lot has been uh, 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 stated to to strengthen, to give chizuk to people who are struggling in this uh, in this areas, and and to and to sort of uh, you know. Give people the strength to carry on, and those who are still waiting for their own marriage partner to come, or they're trying to marry off a a child or something like that. So, so you know, the 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 the, uh, the, the ultimate answer to all of their worries comes from the pasuk in this week's parsha, where after Eliezer finally has a conversation with Lavan and Basur, the, the Pasuk says, Vayan, Lavan and Basur, Vayomru, Lavan and Basur, both say, Mehashem Yotza Hadova. This clearly comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Loinuchal Daber Lecharata. We can't get involved, we can't say anything good, anything bad. It's, it's of no, it's all organized by, by, by the, uh, by the by the uh, by the Rebbeinu and and the Rashbam the Rashbam writes some amazing words and he says there we can't say anything to you we cannot we cannot destroy this shidduch we cannot make this shidduch it's not depend at all on our will because it's almost against our will this is going to happen whether we actually wanted to whether we agree with this uh, with this uh, shidduch or whether we don't we see that it's going to it's going to take uh, take uh, take place because the Rabbani Shalom does this, and because he has the ability to to do so. And Taka, we see that uh, we learn that uh, in all aspects of this, that it's all penned on the rotsan of of Inush Bashemayim of of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. He's the one that's going to uh, you know make things happen. He's the one that's going to make it all all come uh, come together, and. Uh, you know, we learn just generally that uh, from from our, our general hashkaf in life, the understanding that Hashem controls and makes everything happen. So certainly, we can apply that to the world of uh, of uh, of shiduchim. That it only comes about when the Rebbeinu Shalom wants it, and and the way that Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants it to to make it, and and therefore, what is, you know, what actually are we are we worrying about? Because it's 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 going to happen when and how the Rebbeinu Shlom actually wills it wills it to uh, to to uh, to to do so. Uh, it was a time in the in the Vilnagon's life where he often uh, chose to leave town and and just go into into Golis, go on his travels, go around the the Jewish community, and uh, on one of his travels he. Ended up in the house of a of a certain of a certain man, and he was incredibly impressed uh, on the way the this homeowner this Balabos treated his family. He treated them with such such respect, with such a, with such a honor. And when it was time, in fact, for the going to to leave and and move on to his next uh, to his next uh, location. And 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 they they said their their goodbyes. So the the uh, the host asked the the Vilna Garnu, did you uh, did you enjoy your stay here? You know what 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 did you enjoy? And and the Garnu told him that he was he was incredibly uh, 
impressed and overwhelmed by the by the way the, this man treated his entire his entire uh, family, and the man said the Rebbe shouldn't be so impressed by it because uh, it's all happened because of yeah, the events that took place in my life. And he told him the following the following uh, uh, story. He says when I was a, a youngster, so he says I was uh, I was considered. A genius. I was considered someone with a tremendous, tremendous potential, uh, uh, and and therefore, kind of as soon as I, uh, you know, had a big reputation, everyone, everyone heard about me, and therefore, as soon as I kind of turned uh, bar mitzvah, so straight away I was already uh, paired off to become the uh, the son-in-law to a to a certain very, very wealthy person in the uh, in in the town and. My future father-in-law agreed to to give us a a very very a handsome sum of money as a uh, as a nedunya as a as a wedding as a wedding dowry. But we made the agreement that look uh, thirteen even in those days was a little bit early to get married. So we made an agreement that we would get married when I was twenty. But in the meantime. Uh, my father-in-law would use some of what he had set aside for the for the dowry to hire for me a rebbe, hire for me a teacher, so I could uh, spend the next seven years of my life properly and completely immersed in in, in learning, and something could uh, could uh, actually become become of 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 me. So I did. I spent seven years learning, and just before it came the time of the wedding, where of course we would get married, and then the the father-in-law would pay us the rest of the dowry so my father-in-law lost everything and literally became a became a uh, a pauper and he says because of that says my father decided to break off the engagement although i i never agreed i never wanted that but my father went and uh, and and broke and broke the engagement and obviously i uh I I didn't feel that way. I, I felt a tremendous, tremendous debt of gratitude to my future father-in-law for you know, supporting me and and uh, training me in, in in Torah for 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 these seven for the seven years. But you know, at the end of the day, I don't uh, I didn't make decisions, and uh, and uh, you know, it happened that uh, a while later I. Well, not even so long later, I met I met another a girl. I was I was introduced to another girl, a daughter of a, another very very wealthy uh, uh, person, and we got we got married. But uh, shortly after we got married, uh, uh, so there was some prom- I had I developed some kind of a medical a medical problem. And we went to doctors, and the doctors examined and did whatever they had to, whatever they had to do, and they came to the uh, to the conclusion that there was actually no way to to fix this. You're going to have to live with this for the rest of your uh, of your of, of your life. And uh, my wife and her family decided that that this is not the way they wanted to live their the rest of their life. And uh, he demanded that I, I divorce. His his daughter, and therefore I was left with nothing, and and with two hectic marks against my name, I you know, had broken off one shidduch, I had uh, I had uh, divorced another wife. Not much of a chance of of me ever finding 
a a shidduch a shidduch again, and I was very broken, and I kind of moved uh, out of a home and moved into some kind of a, a communal kind of living, and my life was very very sad, and I was sitting and, and crying a lot, and and one day when I was sitting there crying, a, a Jew came over to me and asked me what's going on, can he help, and. I was so I was so sad. I was so exposed. I just bared my heart and told him everything that had that had happened in 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 my life, and including the cause of my lost divorce. And the man tells me, you know, I, I happen to know a girl who has, I think, the same the same condition as a as a as 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 you do, and maybe you want to maybe you want to meet her, and and. Uh, so so they did they met and well, they agreed to meet and and they and they and they got married and of course in the Cheri Yichud after the wedding he discovered that this in fact was the first woman that he was engaged to who his father had uh, had broken off she also subsequent to their breaking off had developed the, the same same disease and they ended up getting getting married. And the Goyen said it was it was worth all the trips, all this, all the all the arduous traveling, to to uh, to learn this this lesson, to to uh, to see the hashkach of Hashem. That if Hashem wants something to happen, if Hashem decrees something something to uh, to to happen, it's uh, it's going to happen. Irrespective, we can't we can't uh, change anything. And we have to understand that yes, we you know. We do certain things when when a shidduch comes up. We make certain uh, certain efforts. We think that uh, we think that we uh, are doing something. You know the uh, the the very very first uh, shidduch that uh, that happened in in the world was Hakadosh Baruch was saying, It's not good for a person to be to be by himself, and he needs a he needs a helpmate. And Vayapla Kim Tardema Hakadosh Baruch put Adam Orishan. To, to sleep, and 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 the shidduch, and the shidduch, uh, and, and happened, and 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 uh, there are many that talk about this as, as as an illusion that you know we think that uh, we're so involved that we're doing we're doing so much. I want after this. I want this kind of girl. I want this kind of guy. And we have all kinds of ideas in our minds of 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 what of what we want. Hashem says, just just go back to sleep. Right? Yes, you, you you can think that you're doing something, and, and Hashem in His great chesed allows people, allows parents often to get the idea that you know we're, we're involved somehow. We're gonna we're gonna do stuff. We're gonna check. We're gonna decide who we want, and you know I guess we put twenty years into a child. You want to somehow feel that you're involved in the next step. The reality is. It's all going to happen anyway by, by the Rebbe Nishlom. A closing comment on the subject, but we're going to stop now for a moment. This is Soul to Soul on 11.9 FM, the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 11.9 Chai FM, we are back on your radio. It is Erev Shabbos, Kodesh Parshas, Chai Yisora, Shabbos Mavorchim for... Rosh Chodesh Kislev, Rosh Chodesh Kislev, Ez Hashem, will take place this week on Thursday and, and Friday. So that means that Hanukkah is less than a month, or actually uh, just about a month a month uh, away. And uh, the important times for this uh, Shabbos, uh, candlelighting this evening is no later than seven minutes 
past six, we're getting close to our summer uh, uh, sort of uh, zenith. Um, be there probably in two week in two weeks. Six or seven is the latest time for candlelighting. Do it earlier if you're able. That's a wonderful thing to add on. It's a bit of extra time to Shabbos. And Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at two minutes to seven six fifty eight is the termination time for Shabbos uh, Bez Hashem uh, tomorrow night. And as I say, it's Shabbos Avorchem and Rosh uh, Chodesh on Thursday and, and Friday. So get to shul, as I said. We're supposed to anyway be in shul for a lot of reasons uh, and uh, make make it an amazing an amazing uh, Shabbos. Just to conclude this concept of of, uh, of, of Shaduchim and the idea that it, it's so completely and totally uh, uh, dominated by, by the Rots and Hashem, and Hashem allows us to get involved. But uh, when it's going to happen, it's going to happen... Uh, 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 Irrespective, I mean, I mean, there's a well-known, well-known story about uh, a a uh, a man, t- and they they suggested a a certain a certain young yeshiva uh, bacher uh, uh, for his for his daughter. So obviously, the father took the responsibility. You wanted to make sure what what kind of guy his daughter was going to marry. You wanted to have someone that uh, that uh, you know would look after. His daughter, so he, of course the, the the boy was in was in a yeshiva. So he went to speak to the the mashkiach, the ethical director of the uh, of the yeshiva, to uh, to find out what was with this uh, with this uh, with this with this uh, child. So he went to the mashkiach, and the mashkiach knew this uh, boy very well, and he understood that even. Knowing very well the laws of Shmir Saloshan, what you are and aren't allowed to say, that he was, uh, he was allowed to uh, answer the questions of the prospective father, father-in-law, uh, uh, truthfully. So, uh, when the father started asking him uh, questions about uh, about uh, you know. Is he good? Is he uh, what kind of workers? How's how's his learning? So he answered in the in the sort of time honored tradition of the way they answer his questions. He said to him in in in, in Ivrit, he said to him, Hakolo Beseder. Right? And and every time he asked a, a question, he answered the same way. So hopefully the father would would uh, would get the message that uh, you know, look somewhere else. This really isn't isn't for, for you. The interview finishes and the next day he gets invited to to the engagement party to the vort of this uh, of this young man to this uh, to this girl so he goes obviously he's much he goes and he he collars the uh, the yeah the, the guy's father and says i understand what 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 did you do i mean uh, i was pretty pretty emphatic uh, in my opinion as to uh, as to uh, you know whether you should or shouldn't be doing be doing this this shidduch. So the father said, "Look, I, I came home and, and uh, I spoke to to my daughter, and uh, she said, "Look, that uh, fact that he doesn't have such a good voice and can't sing that doesn't really bother me at all, and and therefore uh, we got engaged." Right? The mashgiach had said "hakoyl" with a chaf, which means everything, and he understood "hakoyl" with a kuf, which means the voice. Uh, when the rabbi shalom wants people to be blinded. Yeah, they miss all sorts of things that you would think they would certainly see. 
if the Rebbeinu Shalom wants the shidduch to happen, it is going to, it is going to happen, and that's the and that's the the lesson, you know. And, and, and we think we do so much, and we think we got it all organized, you know. Uh, once, uh, uh, it's interesting that in this week's Pasha, Eliezer goes to find a a, a shidduch and and doesn't know what he's going to do. He gets there and he just says Hashem, Hashem, you make it happen. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Never done this before. I don't know who I'm looking for. I don't know what I'm, I'm supposed to do. I'm sent on a mission. Help. And straight away, Rivka arrives. Yaakov Avinu leaves his home to find the Shidduch. And doesn't go so so easily. First, he has an encounter with uh, with Eliphaz. And Eliphaz wants to kill him and ends up taking away all of his all of his uh, money, and then he gets there, and he has to deal with love, and he has to work for seven, for seven years, and uh, and uh, you know, eventually, then he does get to my well, first Leah, and then, and then and then and then and then Rachel, and and so the Mephoshim what's the difference? And he says, well, yeah, because Eliezer went there not knowing anything about what was going to happen. He just feels. I have, I, there's nothing I can do. I, I can't even make any effort. I'm leaving it all in Hakadosh Baruch Hu's hands. Yaakov went, knowing exactly what to do. I mean, uh, he heard the same rumors that everyone else had heard, that uh, that Yitzhak had two sons and La- and Lavan had two daughters, and that the older one was going to marry the older one. Right? Esau would marry Leah, and Yaakov would marry Rachel. So he was going to marry Rachel. He got it, had it all planned out. He had it all already. Hashem says, "Well, doesn't go." Doesn't always go so easily. It's a, you have to realize that it happens when and if the Rebbeinu wants it to happen. And all your pre-planning doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't make a difference. So that really is just a little bit of an idea of of, of the world of of Shaduchim. And and yes, we, you know, we, I'm not saying we. Of course, we have to make the effort. We have to get involved. You have to ask the right questions or something. But the understanding is that it really happens because the Rebbeinu Shalom wills it to happen and, and willed it to happen long before the parents even had any involvement with with uh, with the child. So it's not, you know, really it's not the parents who are doing it, but Hashem allows us to feel somehow that we are that we are involved. We're talking about a uh, a non Jewish worker, uh talking generally about the subject of things done by a non Jew for a Jew on on Shabbos, and when when you are allowed to to benefit from it, and uh, and and not, and Yilasik we spoke about a a sick person or a person who's uh, suffering in some way. What a what a non-Jew is allowed to do for for them. Uh, so today let's talk about a a, a worker. So uh, Allah says that it's forbidden for a a Jew to hire workers that they should. Do any kind of work for him on uh, on Shabbos, because basically, whatever would be forbidden for a Jew himself to do on Shabbos, so you're not allowed to request or ask a a non-Jew that he should do it on your behalf on on Shabbos. Therefore, if that being the case, it would be forbidden for a Jew to employ a non-Jewish worker, that he should work on his behalf, let's say, in my in my field. If I'm an agriculturalist and, and I'm in farming, I can't get someone to, to work in my, or my farm or in my company or in my shop uh, uh, on, for me on, uh, on, uh, on Shabbos. But what I can do, let's say I uh, have a big crowd 
on on Shabbos and I need someone to help. I need I need a waiter on on Shabbos, so I'm, I'll be allowed to hire a a non-Jewish worker that he should help me, you know, to serve the food, to set up, to to clean up, to to wash the uh, the dishes on on Shabbos. Why? Because all those things are things that I could do myself. I can serve my guests myself. I can wash dishes also. I can do with the cold water, but uh, I'm allowed to do it. And therefore, and therefore, I uh, I can get a non-Jew to uh, to uh, to do it. And I can do it. Um, and in such a situation where I'm hiring for something that is permitted to be done by a Jew on Shabbos, so I could actually pay him. Just for the day, I don't have to, as we'll discuss later, I don't have to hire him for other activities and, and sort of, uh, uh, include what I'm paying him for Shabbos together with the other. This, this is, uh, this is a permitted work that he's doing and I can hire him and pay him just for Shabbos. We'll come back with our last segment in a moment. This is 11.9 Chai FM on the Soul to Soul show. Don't leave us yet. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 11.9 Chai FM. We're back on the air on your radio in the, on this beautiful uh, Friday afternoon. So we're talking about a non-Jewish workers on Shabbos. So therefore, because a non-Jew cannot do anything that you can't do, if I therefore do have a non-Jew who does forbidden activity for me on Shabbos, now it's something I couldn't do, so it would be forbidden for the Jew to have any kind of benefit from that work on uh, on Shabbos, and again, uh, even when Shabbos is over, you couldn't have benefit from it right away. You'd have to wait until such time as, as until such time has passed. That if you began to do whatever it was they did for you on Shabbos, if you began to do it after after Shabbos, that uh, you would then be able to finish it. Uh, so that time that you're then you're allowed to then you're allowed to do the uh, to do then you're allowed to have benefit from the malacha when that amount of time has uh, has has passed. If, however, what he did for you was, uh, if it was, however, something that was let's say quite visible, quite public, where everyone knew that he was doing it for for you. Let's say uh, you have your work, you have workers building you a house. On uh, on on Shabbos, so then Chazal made a very special decree that you are not allowed to live in that house ever, because this is not just a a, a violation of Shabbos. This is a flagrant situation where I'm allowing people to work on something that's known to be mine publicly on on Shabbat, and that's a very very serious level of of uh, of breaking of Shabbos. The only thing you can do, you'll be allowed to sell that house to another Jew because he's not the one that uh, that uh, broke Shabbos. You are the one who we're finding, who we're imposing a restriction on that you cannot use that house, although you put so much effort and time and planning uh, in, in, uh, in, into it. Uh, if it's a very, very desperate situation, so Allah will allow, we are lenient and we allow him to live in that uh, house that, that he had Goyim built uh, for him and the Shukhmar brings uh, brings that down as well as the as the Mishnah Bureau. Now that's as far as a hired worker. What about if the guy is what's called in Halach an Aris? And Aris means he works in your in your field, right? The, the field belongs to a, to a Jew. 
and the the non-Jew uh, takes full kind of responsibility to take care of the of the field, and in in uh, sort of in payment for that, he will get a certain percentage of what grows in the in the field. So therefore, he's kind of working for his own benefit because he wants a nice crop because that increases what he what he gets. So then it's permitted for a non-Jew to work in your field on Shabbos because since, so to speak, the non-Jew is now a partner in, in sharing the, uh, the, 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 the profits, he's getting certain, certain percentages of the, uh, of the uh, profit, even though the, uh, uh, it's considered that he's really working for, for him, uh, himself, not for the, for the Jew. And therefore... The, if a if a Jew has a uh, as a company or a or a factory or something like that or or a shop, and to again to allow a non-Jew to work there and again and accept and get uh, certain percentages of the of the profit, even though uh, the Jew is benefiting from the work of the non-Jew on uh, on Shabbos, but still. Since the guy is working to make his own profits, so that's not considered that he's working for for the Jew, and uh, and the Jew is allowed to uh, take his percentage of of the profits for the work that the uh, that the non-Jew is, uh, is 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 doing. Similarly, if a if a Jew has a uh, field or any kind of business or shop uh, outside of of uh, Eretz Yisrael. And to to uh, rent that to a non-Jew, where he's going to pay a steady rent every uh, every every month, and and the non-Jew just you know works there how many days a week he wants, including including Shabbos. But still, uh, since you're getting the the rental for that. Uh, for that uh, factory, that doesn't make a difference because the non-Jew is working for himself to make his own to make his own uh, profit, uh, provided that you don't rent it just for Shabbos. If he has a month a month rental where the Shabbos is just considered part of the general rental, where it's not for Shabbos it, uh, itself, then it's permitted. Because if you're going to hire just for for Shabbos itself, so then. You are obviously very uh, interested that the, the non-Jew should then work on on Shabbos because he's going to then you know pay you rent for that. Rather, you should do it for for a week or for a month or for a year, and then the the what he pays you for the Shabbos is actually included in in all of uh, of that. Okay, we'll continue the discussion. Please, God, in the coming in the coming uh, uh, weeks. Uh, we'll discuss next week, I think, a topic of, okay, what happens if it's a business? Yes, the, the non-Jew is working there for himself, but what happens if it's going to be well known that he's working for, for a Jew or be called, what we call Maris, Marisine? In the meantime, it's just enough time to wish every single one of our radio family an amazing, amazing special Pashas Chai Sarah, Shabbos Avochim, special Shabbos where we need to feel the unity, the oneness, the, the, the togetherness, the incredible love that we have to have for every single other Jew, no matter where he may be, no matter what he may be, no matter in what situation he finds himself. Let's let's make this Shabbos a really, a really meaningful one, one which we're including, which we're involved in, which we're thinking about all of our brethren across the world, wherever they might be, whatever they might be doing. And let's let's foster 
this avaskin and real love, real hatred. That's the only way to counter the anti-Semitism, the, the hatred, and, and, and keep it all, keep it all together. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the radio family. And to each and every one of you, a good Shabbos.